Spirit of the Lord will raise up a standard against him. I see the enemy talking like a flood in our houses, in our churches, in our families. But what I don't see is the standard. People of God, what is the standard of being a warrior? It's time to stand up. The Lord gave the word, and great was the company of them that published it. So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Welcome to the Know Your Bible radio broadcast that reaches around the world daily with the good news about Jesus Christ our Lord. I am your host, Bishop Fred A. Carwell Sr. Now lend me your ear, and let's go inside of Know Your Bible and hear God's life-changing word. Welcome to Know Your Bible. Today's message, A More Excellent Way. And now here is Bishop Caldwell. Your Bible to 1 Corinthians chapter 12. 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Y'all doing all right today? Good. Today is a good day to be alive. Amen. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, take a look at verse 31. If you there, say, I have it. The Bible says, but coveth earnestly the best gifts, and yet show I unto you a more excellent way. That's what I want to talk about today, a more excellent way. You know, a lot of times, I know when people ask me, how you doing? I say, I'm excellent. Because God is excellent. So I don't always report based on how I feel. <laughs> I'm still doing excellent. Then there are some people that say, well, you know, we have an excellent ministry. I have an excellent marriage. I have an excellent company that I work for. That's good. But what I want to put emphasis on is that the more excellent way, and we do know that we do know that God is excellent. How excellent is Thy name, O Lord, in all the earth? So when we talk about a more excellent way, we're keying in on a better way of doing everything. There is a way that seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. So there is a more excellent way. Sometimes in all the good that we strive to do, when we look back over some things, it could have been done, what, better. So we have not reached that place of maturation yet, even though some of us, you might say we are full grown in age, but we have not fully matured in the spirit. So there's a better way, I think, when we look back on some things that we have done in life, the way that we have interacted with some people, treated some people, holding grudges against some people, not speaking to some people. When you roll all of that up into a ball of confusion, then we have to ask ourselves, if we say that I'm doing good, or I'm excellent, 
then what are we using as a yardstick? Paul warns us in another place that it's not good for us to be comparing ourselves with one another. Because some of us may have excellent qualities, sweet attitudes, and some of us just may straight up stink. <laughs> so when we talk about gauging something uh, like excellence, then God must always be the standard that we'll never reach to. Paul says, I'm not perfect, but I'm striving after perfection. So this is another day for all of us to do better. When Paul says, covet earnestly the best gifts. 1 Corinthians chapter 12 is dealing with spiritual gifts. In verse 1 of chapter 12, now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I will not have you ignorant. So, to real quickly take a view of this trilogy, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, 1 Corinthians chapter 13, and 1 Corinthians chapter 14 is a trilogy. Each one of these chapters bleed over into the other or reaches over into the other so that we can be stable no matter how gifted we may be, no matter how many tongues we may talk in, no matter how many uh, people we may reach out to share some things with. The more excellent way of doing in life what we do is what I'm talking about. And that more excellent way, and this is a conclusion that Paul comes to as it relates to people in the body of Christ that operates in spiritual gifts. I think it's commendable. But some people have put themselves in a place where they're untouchable. They, they, they have a degree of arrogance. Uh, I'm better than you. And they go through all those changes, which means then that now you may have this gift or these gifts but your attitude stinks. Mm. And I think that we all need to take a, a good look at, no matter how much we have been blessed by God, we must never forget that he's the one that's doing the blessing. Amen. So this more excellent way, even though we speak in tongues, we, we, we lay hands on people, we pray for people, we... We, we have these spiritual gifts operating. I remember, I remember along my Christian journey, I have been in some places in some different uh, ministry places where people uh, have gotten up and ministered. And back then in the day, I was thinking that they were prophesying, uh, which prophesying in the New Testament, he is teaching God's word clear and without compromise, that's better than speaking with tongues. And you read your Bible, you already know that. Teaching is better than speaking in tongues unless you can interpret it. But anyway, I've seen people, 
And after they get through, they treat you uh, like you have no importance. Mm. They treat you like you're non-existent. And see, that's not the way that, that God wants us to operate. There's a more excellent way. And the more excellent way that I want to talk about today is called love. Thank you. Because God is love. And it does not matter how old we may be mature-wise physically. None of us are going to be here, and we're not here right now, and we're not going to be here to stay. <laughs> but when people think back on your name, on or even now, can they see any love in your character? Mm. Can they see any patience? Can they see any forgiveness with you? There are some things, are you listening? Yes, sir. There are some things that we're going to all have to grow to. Yes, sir. We're going to have to grow to. But I think the best way that, 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 that we can grow is to have this so ingrained into our character until we actually become that. i give you a case in point. Uh, I'm only 5'6". I used to be 5'6 and a half, but they... They said, I'm, I'm shrinking. But the point I'm making is this. I don't believe there's anybody in here that made yourself grow. Mm -mm. When you were born physically, you came out of your mother's womb, your growth process started way before then because you, you were only a sperm. And then you grew, and when you, it was time for you to be born, you were born. And then when you were carried home and being fed and nurtured, you began to grow. So we grew automatically because of the structure of whatever God has put in us. Some people grew to six feet. Some people grew uh, five feet. Some, You know, we, we grew. It was in the process. Well, walking with Jesus... And having him inside of us gives all of us the spiritual ability to spiritually grow just like we have physically grown. Amen. But it all comes down to do you want to grow? Do you want the Lord to be seen through your actions, through your words, and through your deeds? And, and that's where we hold back right there and and stay hating people for a long period of time that's when we stop growing when we allow obstacles to dominate God's word in our lives we cease growing and some people live the balance of their days filled with hate and confusion and attempt to justify the reason they feel that way there's no justification for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Jesus paid a debt that he didn't know. We owed a debt that we couldn't pay. Now you would think that all of us would be filled with gratitude that we had a debt that we couldn't pay. 
He came into this world and paid a debt that he didn't owe. Mm. Now, don't you think we ought to be kind to one another? Yeah. Tenderhearted toward one another? Yeah. Forgiving one another? Yeah. Even as God, for Christ's sake, has forgiven us? Yeah. Because he has given those of us that are believers eternal life mm. that can never be taken. So we got all that. I mean, God fixed all that. But what about our love walk? What about having a sense that I owe you something? Every one of us in here are indebted to one another. Because the same God that saved me saved you. So when we look and see what God has done for us. Irrespective of irregardless of who we are, it was his grace that did it. Amen. It was not us. It was, I mean, you know, we interacted somewhere, but where we are, we are here by the grace of God. Yes, sir. Amen. So why can I not be nice to you? Why can I not be kind and tenderhearted toward you. Mm. Well if I can. It's because I don't want to. Mm. And that's what messes everything up. Mm-hmm. So we get to the point. Lord not my will. But may your will be done. So in this more excellent way. And for the fifth time here. Is what I want to talk about. Now this more excellent way. Spiritual gifts are good, but they don't have the power to, even though these gifts come from God, they don't have that lingering effect on people if ain't no love connected with it. If, If there's no love connected to spiritual gifts, then praise God, somebody got healed, but your attitude is ugly. And it put God in a bad light. So when we take a look at how good these gifts are, but they're only beneficial if they are ministered in love. 1 Corinthians 13, 1 and 2. Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels and have not love, I am become as sounding brass or a tinkling cymbal. And though I have the gift of prophecy, And understand all mysteries, all mysteries, and all knowledge. And though I have all faith so that I could remove mountains and have not love or have not charity, I am nothing. It does not matter how great a Sunday school teacher you may be, how great a pastor you may be, how great a superintendent you may be how great a member you may be, when you get through teaching and you get through sharing and you get through singing and you walk all over everybody. So that means what you just did didn't mean nothing to the individual because it was not done in love. And I know a lot of people have been hurt. A lot of people have been confused in life and some some people that have been hurt say, I won't love again. And they go through all those changes. Why are you messing up your whole life behind one incident? 
It ought to be in all of our hearts, Lord, give me this day my daily bread. Give me today what I need to be happy, what I need to be fulfilled, and let me release what happened yesterday because I'm not in yesterday, but a lot of people are living in yesterday today. And that's what Jesus meant when he said, sufficient unto this day is his own evil. We got enough to deal with today than to be bringing five years of stuff on a continual basis all the way with us through our lives. When it happened five years ago, some people still got it. And God wants us to be free from that. And now that brings us to another thing that needs to be looked at. We're quick to say, I trust the Lord. See, we're good at spewing out words. Well, if I trust God, then the situation that I was dealing with, I'm going to leave it with him so I can be happy today. If this is the day that the Lord has made, and I'm supposed to rejoice and be glad in it, sadness dries up the bone. So I can't live in two places. Well, put it like this, I shouldn't be. So spiritual gifts don't amount to anything if they're not done in love. People don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. Now, chew on that for a minute. A person can quote Einstein or even quote what Jesus said. And then walk all over you like you ain't nothing. That's what the Lord is talking to us about. This more excellent way is love. And if, and if I fail to love this individual. See, a lot of people get love and lust mixed up. But if I fail to love, then I'm failing to do what God would have me to do. By this shall all men know that you are my disciples because you have love one to another. And I, I need to tell you, love ain't no feeling. And that's where a lot of people get messed up. You say, well, I don't love you no more. Well, the reality of it is that you never did. You tried to make yourself believe <laughs> that you loved this person. Because when we start looking at love God's way, it ain't all the stuff that a lot of us are doing that we call love. So that leads me to believe then that, that, that we decide in our own lives what love is and what love ain't. So we get phileo love, that's brotherly love. When Jesus was raised up from the dead, he said, Peter, do you love me? Yeah, I, I love you. That was phileo. He said, will you feed my sheep? Peter, do you love me? Yeah, I love you. Well, then you, you, you feed my lamb. You, you feed my sheep. And when the Lord asked Peter the third time, it rubbed Peter the wrong way. Like the Lord cared. He didn't. But Peter, Lord, you know I love you. Well, Jesus said to those in ministry, if you love me, you feed my sheep. So love is an action. 
Thank God if you can get some feeling out of it, but it's not no feeling. It's doing the right thing and being responsible for what you have under your hand. If you love somebody, you'll pick them up. You'll help them. It's an action because God is love. So it's good to do good. Now, we sent the church did, and I've been helping people as long as I can remember along the way. I've given some money. I've given some clothing. I've given some food. That's an act of love. That's love in action. But if I did it because I was guilt tripping, then was that really love? Or was that just me trying to get get this joke out of my face? So we do all kinds of things for all kinds of reasons. But what God has said in this more excellent way is to do it in love. And I need to tell you this. Love is not a feeling. It's a sacrifice. Sometimes we have to put up with people, places, and situations. For a long time. I've seen so many people along the way. From the outside they appear to be doing fine. They've, they've raised the kids and all that. And then all of a sudden. The last child is graduating in May. Now they've, been, they've been together 30 years. And when that child is gone. That marriage is gone. Some people just do it for the kids. Some people have no life outside their children. That's why even though their children moved away, you know, they got to hear from home every day. Not the kids, the parents. The child never have a life. We don't raise children, we shouldn't be, to keep them up on our roof. God's plan is to have the child, teach the child, pray with and pray for the child, get them ready for that cold, cruel world out there, show them all this love at home so they'll know what love looks like when they get out there. They'll know how to treat their kids because they learn it at home. You know, today people are wondering what in the world is going on with all this shooting and all this killing and all that. Well, it's always been killing. Cain killed Abel. So this is nothing new. But what's going on in our generation is where is the teaching? Where is the bringing up of the child in the, in the nurture of the Lord? Where is that calm, cool, and care when a man sits his daughter on his knee and talks to her? About what it is to be a lady. And the daddy is talking to his son. About what it is to be a man. I think those days are gone. And for those of you. That are still striving to do it. You keep on doing it. Because there's not a lot of love out there. Because you got kids. That don't respect their parents. Their grandparents. They don't respect institutions. They. It's just like almost like 
someone just walking out of our house, leaving all the doors open and the windows up. There's no security. So I still believe that God's word is the weapon of our warfare. And I still believe that if you don't have nothing but a little flicker of love and just a little bit of hope, if you use what you have, I believe that God can be glorified. And don't, don't give up because things are, seem to be getting so bad. You do what you know you need to do. Amen. That's what you're responsible for. So there are some people, they will give you the shirt off of their back, but they don't like you. <laughs> they, don't, they don't like you. The more excellent way is I've got to have God's love so deep down in my heart until sometime my flesh may not want to do, do you good today. But then the command of the Lord, the greatest of these is love. Then the, the, the command is to reach out and to love. Today's message, A More Excellent Way. FC 3119 FC 3119 is now available on CD for only $10 and it may be purchased by calling Know Your Bible at 318-938-1885 or you can mail in request to the Know Your Bible radio broadcast 7480 Greenwood Road, Shreveport, Louisiana 71119 or email us Acres at Know Your Bible Radio Broadcast is now available as a podcast. You can listen to Know Your Bible through Apple Podcast, Google Play Music, and Spotify. Simply search for Know Your Bible or Bishop Caldwell in either app. Tap the subscribe button and Know Your Bible will come to you automatically each time an episode is posted. Enjoy! Now the question is... Wonder-working power in the blood of Jesus. The power in the blood of Jesus on the cross at Calvary is God's resolution to the redemption of every lost sinner forever. Today is the day of salvation and now is the acceptable time because tomorrow is not promised. So believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved in your house. For whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord Jesus shall be saved. Jesus said, come. The Father says, come. The Holy Spirit says, come. And I say, come. You need to come now. Now the question is, I was the chiefest of sinners, Paul says, and so say I. I called upon Jesus over 46 years ago, and he answered me, came into my heart, and brought with him the gift of eternal life. And he'll do the same for you if you call. Say these words to Jesus. Say, Jesus, I believe you are Lord. Come into my heart. 
I believe that God raised you from the dead. I accept you now, Lord, as my personal Lord and Savior. If you say those words, and if you mean those words, they are recorded in the 10th chapter of the book of Romans, verse 9 through 13. Welcome to the household of faith. Much, much love to you. Now the questions are Hello, this is Bishop Carwell, and this is the Know Your Bible radio broadcast. The world needs Jesus now more than ever before, and you can help us to reach the world for Jesus Christ. I ask for you to pray for what the Lord will have you to do as it relates to financial support toward Know Your Bible. And then send your gifts of love to Know Your Bible, 7480 Greenwood Road, Shreveport, Louisiana, 71119. That's the Know Your Bible radio broadcast, 7480 Greenwood Road, Shreveport, Louisiana, 71119. We also welcome your prayer requests and your praise reports. So until we meet again right here on Know Your Bible, you pray for me and I'll be praying for you. And guess what? We'll all be prayed for. Much, much love to you. Now I see.